sad fan where we talk about the good the bad and everything that made you sad and we're bringing back an old segment we're bringing back what made us sad and we're bringing back our jackass of the week and we're gonna lean right into it so uh wes who was your jackass of the week uh my jackass of the week is david tepper the carolina panthers owner in case you missed it he threw a drink from his uh his suite onto a fan at the game and uh, he was fined $300,000 for his actions. Now, mm-hmm. need I remind you, this guy's a billionaire. He's worth yeah. $16 billion. Oh, Doug Langman had him at $20.6 So, it, well, it's $16 billion. I did the math. The $300,000 fine is the equivalent of finding a millionaire. Someone worth $1 million, $18. An $18 yeah, I, fine. Dove uh, Klinman, I, I think I was Kleinman. Uh, he said it was worth twenty point six, and he did a similar equation that you did, and it's uh, the it's equivalent to finding the everyday person seventy seven cents. Yeah, uh, and also I was digging into this guy David Tepper. This guy holds a grudge. Okay, so he started out at Goldman Sachs, and uh, he he got passed up for promotion twice while he was at Goldman Sachs. And one of those guys who got uh, promoted over him, now that he's worth billions of dollars, he uh, he bought his house, his beachfront property, and then bulldozed it and built a bigger house on top of it. <laughs> this dude is so petty. Tiny dick energy. <laughs> Tiny dick energy. That's what that is, right? Yeah. Like it's not just pettiness. Like that's how insecure are you? You you got right? billions of dollars. You have you want for nothing except for to. Oh my God! Somebody was thought to be better than you at one point in time. Yeah, so you must destroy their house. That'll show him. Right? <laughs> what a tough guy, bro! You already paid me the money. Like I'm cool. Like I know. Yeah, cool. I don't care. Bulldoze it. Whatever. <laughs> Give me that it's money. Yours now. I sold it to you. <laughs> hey, like what, what was I gonna do with it? I wasn't gonna move back in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got a bigger house than you. Still got a smaller. Please, piece. sir, can I live on your property? I'll put a tent. <laughs> No, <laughs> like uh, it's uh, the old uh, antage when somebody drives by with like this super compensation car. <laughs> You're like, huh? Okay, yeah. good for you, buddy. I'm I'm really happy for you. One you of those guys who drives a Lambo but crashes it going around yeah. the corner. You could have anything you want, but you have you, you have me living in your head rent free. Way to go! Right. <laughs> From like 20 years ago. So just like this fan is probably still living in David Tepper's, Tepper's head, rent free. Oh yeah. Because to throw like what what the indignance, like right? what has to happen? What do you think would have to happen to you for you to throw a drink in someone's face? I mean, I'd have to be really drunk, and they'd have to piss me off. No, but, no. But at the same I've, time, I've been, we've been really drunk together, and I've pissed you off, and you never thrown a drink in my face. Well, it like, had to be some really asshole really? I really don't know, and he had to be smaller than me. 
That's an engineer, folks. Hold on, let me do. Let me or, do or, I need, or you need to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like doing the math in your head. How much support do I have? How much, How much support like, does he have? Yeah. How big are his friends? How big are my friends? It's like you're doing calculus to whether or not you should throw a drink in someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, David Tepper, just because he knows, one, he owns the team. Two, he's got his bodyguards. It's funny, too, because... It's been and three, he's that, in a press box that that guy can't get to. Well, the funny thing is, it's been reported that the guy in the video that just kind of turns his head and like, mm-mm. That, it's been reported that that's one of his security guards. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah, the guy in the video that like, nope, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> like, maybe it's one of those situations where I don't get paid enough. I don't get paid enough for this. All right, so that is your jackass of the week. Mine is, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe even Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers for encouraging this behavior, right? And then it's always like that insecure, far, Why far... Why are we talking about Aaron Rodgers? We just talked about him last week. Oh, so let me inform you. He accused Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile <laughs> on ESPN. And it was ridiculous this because... What's that? This is new to me. You, oh, you're just reading this? Yeah. I haven't read that. So he accused uh, Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile by stating that he guarantees when Epstein's list comes out, which is what a far extremist thing to say. I want to say far right, but so, yeah, yeah, it's far right extremist. Thing to say is I guarantee you Jimmy Kimmel will be on the list of the people that went to Epstein's Island and insinuating in that statement that he's a pedophile. On Disney Airwaves, because he says this on ESPN, guess who what Jimmy clown. Kimmel works for, Wes? Disney, ABC. Yeah. <laughs> what What is going on? And then Pat McAfee encouraging this. And I, I've never gotten Pat McAfee. I, I don't and can't relate to that, like, oh, I'm loud and I say stuff that's not really has any meaning to it. There's no substance to what I'm saying. Like, And I'm just like, okay, Pat, like, I'm happy for you, dude. Like, it took off. You've embraced that far-right audience that you have, kind of like Paul Feinbaum. But it's not for me. I don't like him on game day either. I think you do like him on game day, right? I think he. I think he's a good fit on game day. He breaks up what was kind of he, a boring show, but... Yeah, especially with Lee Corso, like, getting old. But yeah, like, he's, like, kind of just really, like, the embodiment of, like, college frat bro game yeah. day weekend party vibe that's a great way to describe it game day weekend party and he embraces it and he says what he needs to say to get the people going he's he's will ferrell in old school it's provocative it's not yeah. it gets the people going yeah you're, you're 19 or you're like a 20 year old college dude you've been drinking since friday night you show up like half like almost blacked out at like 6 a.m on a saturday like and you're just gonna keep drinking he's like you know he's gonna get you going. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you there. What are he's you, gonna, Nate? What are you? He's, <laughs> he's not. You're not gonna fall asleep with him there. If you've been, if you've been up since like the Crazy. day before. Crazy. <laughs> Thank you for covering up with. If you've been up the day before, you're not gonna fall asleep with him there. Like, I'm glad you said. If you've been up, the get night your mind before. out of the gutter, bro. All right, so. Uh, with that, Aaron Rodgers is my jackass of the week. And everyone that followed it and said, look, because Jimmy Kimmel came back and threatened a lawsuit in, uh, for defamation, right? Of course he yeah. did. 
And the far right critics and fans and fanatics, not critics, pardon me, fans and fanatics of Aaron Rodgers were like, oh, look, the comedian can't take a joke. And it was like, he was very clearly not joking. And how come every time somebody defends themselves to you, they're a snowflake or they can't take a joke. But when you have to defend yourself, you scream and cry and, I don't know, storm the White House. All right. right? Or storm the Capitol building. Like, get that. Grow up. Like, stop this projection that you have going on. And also, Aaron Rodgers is not your hero. He's going to turn on you like he turns on everybody else. Aaron Rodgers thinks of himself as some intellectual. And he thinks he's smarter than everyone else. And he has so much information. And you don't, Aaron. We all have Google. You just went down the wrong rabbit hole. Now, we had some fun stuff happen on ESPN. Uh, we had the college football playoffs, right? And it was fun. It was two really fun games. Those were awesome games. Were <clears throat> and we're going to talk about that. But first, I got to say one of the funniest things was Stephen A. Smith, after the college football playoffs, having a uh, clip, why the Washington Huskies have a real chance to become the college football national championship. And I read it. I didn't even watch it. I was like, yeah, Stephen, they're one of two teams, guy. Of course right? they have a real <laughs> shot. <laughs> There's two teams now. There's only two teams left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. This might be far-fetched, but... They got a I mean, it's, shot. <laughs> it's not like Notre Dame going up against Alabama six years ago when we all knew Notre Dame was going to get smashed in. But even that, before the game, they had a shot. They were one of yeah. two teams. That is right? the definition of... You have a shot. It's the old dumb and dumber. You're, you know, probably one in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) All right. So you got to watch both games, Wes. Tell me your thoughts on that Michigan-Alabama game. First of all, Jalen Milrow sucks. Um, I don't. (laughs) But he's the Heisman. Remember we talked about it after the Auburn game? He's the Heisman. Alabama needs to find a better quarterback. I'm sorry, but the... Okay, and their center, their center couldn't even snap it properly. Like every other today. snap was low. Yeah, he entered the draft portal or the the portal today. Good, because he sucks. <laughs> he reminds me of the Oregon center, our backup center that came in against TCU when we were up thirty to zero in the Alamo uh-huh. Bowl, and we ended up blowing it because our backup center couldn't snap it right. He kept snapping it high, snapping it sideways, snapping it into the dirt, and we had like three turnovers on snaps. It was ridiculous. Uh-huh. He's that bad. And Jalen Milrow sucks. I'm sorry, but that last play in overtime. Okay. Actually, I'm just going to rewind it here a little bit. The snap I knew, is not his fault. So I I know, but I knew going, once it was in overtime, I was like, Alabama's not going to lose because Alabama was getting their ass kicked. The mm-hmm. only reason why Alabama was in that game, because Michigan's special teams were a dumpster fire. Ooh, they tried hard to lose that game. They tried so they hard. They really to, did. Could you imagine they wanted to fumbled lose. that ball at the end of regulation on the punt return? <clears throat> it would it have been shades of uh, Jim Harbaugh's very first year in Michigan when they played yeah. Michigan State. And remember when they played Michigan State and they were beating Michigan State and he fumbles the ball yeah. and it gets returned for a touchdown by Michigan yeah. State? It would it have was, been shades of that. Yeah. So as soon as it was going to overtime, I was like, Michigan's going to win because there's no special teams in overtime. You don't need a punt. It just goes back and forth. It's only your offense and your defense. And Michigan's offense was better than Alabama's offense. Your defense was better than their defense. And that last play on fourth down, that was the dumbest play I've ever seen. He literally ran into like a wall of dudes. No, so so, so pause it. A QB dive right up the middle. 
So, so that's not the play. That wasn't the play. Okay, it was an RPO. And if you pause it right at the snap, right as the ball hits the ground, he's trying to pick it up. Every Alabama wide receiver is wide open in the end zone. Every single one of them, because everyone on Michigan has come up to stop the run. So yeah. it was an RPO. And if Jay, and this is this could be your argument winner right here, Wes, is saying he's he's a bad quarterback, right? Uh, is because if he pulls up and doesn't panic, and he doesn't panic and he runs the RPO, forget about the handoff option, right? And forget yeah. about the dive option. If he runs the RPO properly and he looks up to see the receivers instead of panicking and running right up the middle, he had every wide receiver wide open in the end zone. And it's because you, you have to pause it, though, right there and be like, no, it's an RPO. Look, he's running a slant. He's running a flag route. He's over here running a shallow cross. And it's like all three of them wide open in the end zone because every player on Michigan comes up to stop that run. So the yeah. RPO worked. It was a great play call. But to your point, Jalen Milrow panics and just runs up the middle. Yeah. He's terrible. He's garbage. I, I knew it from the first time I saw him was the Auburn game. And uh, I knew right then and there, I was like, this kid sucks. I mean, he made so many mistakes. He played so terrible Yeah, that they almost lost to Auburn. And that's why I was like, this team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Well, you and I chatted about it because I was laughing because after the game, and I, I don't remember if you had seen this prior to me uh, informing you guys of it on the show or not, but he was yelling, I'm the Heisman. Give me the Heisman. And I was like, bro, in this game alone, you threw the ball past the line of scrimmage twice, one of which almost cost you the game because it moved you out of field goal position. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it was fun. It was a good game. But, Wes, your alma mater, even though you're not the biggest fan, your alma mater, the team that has your house divided, your house is divided over these two teams, but one of them made it to the college football championship. And they also did everything they could to give this game to Texas. Yeah. UW was kicking that ass pretty much all game until like the last six minutes of the game. And Texas tried to screw it up too, because they, <laughs> they fumbled on a, yeah. I think they fumbled on a punt return. Their special teams was just as bad as Michigan. I was like, this is terrible. But then it was with like 45 seconds remaining, I think, like 50 seconds remaining. And the Texas Washington didn't have any timeouts. Yeah. yeah, the Washington guy got hurt. And the the rule states, I guess, that the clock starts on the snap. And yeah. so Texas got an extra. Seconds. Yeah, they got an extra like 30, 35 seconds to play with on their drive. It, and they, UW's defense just was like, decided to take the drive off until like the last three plays. It's that it's that prevent defense. I've never liked it's the stupid. prevent. De- it's the worst defense, because you, especially in college football, because, hey, defensive coordinator, the clock stops on a first down. So if you're running a prevent and you're leaving that whole like five to 10 yard area of the field soft, they're just going to keep getting first downs. And then the clock yeah. stops in college football every time. And the field, it's only 10 of those plays. The only time so, prevent defense works is on Hail Marys. That's the only yeah. time you should run it. It's it's the worst defense. I, I just But in college football, it's like a special demon. Because, again, every first down, the clock stops. So all they have to do to stop the clock is move the ball past yeah. the marker. And if your defense is soft all the way up to the marker, they're going to get the clock stopped every single play until they get into a uh, scoring range. But yeah. uh, Texas kind of shat the bed. Also, 
also, what was that play call? I think it was second down when he did like the little the wheel route and he tossed it off to the running back, the little screen play. Uh-huh. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you not throwing it to the end zone? You have four shots. Yeah. First down, second down, third down, fourth down. All four of those should be in the end zone. But not the fade. I hate the fade. That's such a lack of creativity. Fade sucks too. Yeah. In this case, though, I got the fade because he had he had the matchup he wanted. He had a six foot four wide receiver on a five foot ten cornerback. And instead of throwing the ball up, he tried to do like a de facto back shoulder fade, right? Which the you have your six foot four receiver not being able to use his full height maybe try to body out the cornerback, but he just put the ball in such a rough spot for that wide receiver to get it instead of putting it up in the air. Well, he did put it up in the air, though. That's the thing, because the cornerback was able to use him as, like, a stepping oh, stool. Oh, you was a push-off? Well, no, but, like, when he jumped up, like, when the cornerback, the UW cornerback jumped up, he, like, used it to, like, get some height and just, like, smack that ball away. But it, I think he was able to do that because the ball, like I said, was almost a de facto back shoulder fade. Was It was towards the sideline too much. Yeah. It wasn't a fade up. I would have loved to see a fade up so that six foot four wide receiver can body that smaller cornerback and go yeah. up and get the it ball. Was, it was a good play by the cornerback, though. But yeah, I feel like Texas. Play. I feel like Texas could have used some better, like some more inspired play calling <laughs> during that last, like during that last goal line drive yeah. like yeah it was just like it was a little like wheel route the and then yeah. three fades Honestly, <clears throat> i mean no but washington should have been running the ball the whole time and you know what else yeah. i'm sad about in that game i really wanted to see what, what's the huskies name what's your huskies name oh dubs so yeah i'm really sad i didn't get to see well first of all he's become america's favorite mascot on social media i don't know if you've seen right? that <laughs> because there's the scene of him in the sunglasses cute. at the have you seen the scene of him in the sunglasses at the post game, just sitting there with his sunglasses yeah. on? <laughs> and then uh, he's cute as hell. They have him running out onto the field with the trainer, and they're like, "Never has a mascot been more excited for a game." Right. And then, uh, but someone captioned that with, "I give you the Colorado Buffalo," because they run out <laughs> with the Colorado Buffalo onto the field. Um, That's an awesome mascot too. Yeah, oh, it's it's one of the best. It's one of the best starts to a game in all of college football. Right, is that mascot running under the big old buffalo, just like a thousand pound mammal? Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, but I was really sad that we didn't get a Bevo versus Dub situation, where uh, like we had with uh, Ugga when Ugga was right? sitting outside Bevo's crate and Bevo said, "I've had enough of this dog," and runs through the crate after. Ugga. Imagine if it was Georgia versus the versus U Dub, yeah, because then right? you could have the dogs playing with each other. Yeah, there you go, Ugga and Dubs. Uh, it was it was a fun game, but yeah, I do love that both those teams have the live mascots. That again, I'm going to tell you right now, all of you that have an issue with it, I guarantee you those mascots are treated better than 75 percent oh, of Americans. Down. <laughs> so the UW mascot actually lives with the head trainer. And okay, that dude gets treated like royalty. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a stud. You know, jogging yeah. around campus, all the kids can't wait to pet him, give him treats. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Celebrity. And he gets to go to games for free. Yeah. Field access. Right? The other thing it's is, better than anybody else. For sure. Like I said, better than 75% of Americans. Those dogs are the dogs, Bevo. Uh, Bevo Bevo eats so much fresh cut grass and grain. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bevo he has his own little pasture. Yeah. Living his best life. He's like, right? he gets his pick of the litter when it comes to 
time to make Bevo number 10 or whatever Bevo oh, yeah. on. Like, Bevo is living it up. <laughs> now, with the college football playoffs in the book, do you have a pick for the champion? I think Michigan takes it. Okay. I I'm think uh, you on it. I think you might be right. I think it's going to be a good aggressive. game. I think it'll be a good game, but um, I think Michigan's defense is just too good. I, okay, I think in the trenches, UW has a really good offense. I think it all depends on Penix. Like if, if he's throwing, if he's throwing dimes like he was against Texas, and yeah. those receivers are catching everything. Seriously, those receivers. Robin Hood. He was Robin Hood shooting the apple. Those receivers were not dropping anything. Like well, it was they, insane. I, told you, when we I was like, argument, these guys could like, go to Kansas City and catch better than NFL receivers right now. When we had our argument, you said, "God, that was wasn't that on the commentator? Didn't one of the commentators say what Patrick Mahomes wouldn't give for these wide receivers or something <laughs> like that?" I think so. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> you and I had this discussion. You're like. Washington is a great football team. I was like, no, they're not great. They're good, but they've got three all-worldwide receivers. And they really do. Like, their wide receivers are great, capped off by Oduzie, right? Yeah, like, Roma Dunze, I think he's like – He's 1B in the wide receiver rankings. Like, you got Marvin Harrison, Harrison 1A, but really close right behind him is Roma Dunze. And he got that fade on the sideline at the end of that game <laughs> in the fourth quarter. <laughs> to yeah. get them in field goal range. And that was one, like you said, Penix, it was a dime. He put that yeah. thing on a rope. But Odunze, to look over his shoulder and catch it, like with the defender trailing him, he's so good. And then he rocked yeah. the baby when he, when he went back to the side. The thing is, Penix hasn't been completely consistent this year. He's had some really bad games. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I think he's done it's enough to be... get his team into the championship. That's all I can say. Yeah. I think he... He's done just enough. Like like that win against Arizona State, you really pointed out. You're like, they're terrible. You're going to see Oregon's going to beat them. Look what they did against uh, Arizona State. I'm like, man, all you got to do is win. Uh, the old Vin Diesel quote, right? If it's an inch or a mile, doesn't matter. You got to win. We didn't win, but we beat Liberty. <laughs> you did beat down Liberty. And Bo Nix set a record, right? Did no. Bo Nix set a record? Yeah, the most accurate over a college career. Most accurate okay. quarterback over a college career. But, so, it's really annoying that we played Liberty because Liberty was trash. They didn't play a single good team all year. The The best team they played was New Mexico State. Like, just looking at the other games, like, Ohio State got curb stomped by Missouri. Like, we should have been playing Ohio State or Missouri. We should have been playing out, right? Penn State or Ole Miss. They or didn't get Georgia. shut out, but they scored, like, three points. Yeah, and then Georgia destroyed Florida State, which... Like, I'm not going to slam for Florida State for that because those players didn't give a rat's ass about that game. Half of them were out. Half of them opted out. And the other half, yeah. like, just didn't care because they were like, we should be in the in the playoffs. Yeah. You should, if you want comedy, go watch Kirby Smart's <clears throat> press conference after that game where he's like, there needs to be something done about this. These yeah. players deserve better. <laughs> they can't be transferring. It's not fair. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Relax. Another great another great coach quote was from Oregon's coach, Dan Lanning. He yeah. said, it's not Liberty's fault they had to play us. <laughs> <laughs> like SMU or somebody else like would have been a better choice. But Yeah, SMU had a great season, and they're going yeah. into the ACC next year. So Yeah, but yeah. Or I wish Oregon would have played somebody with a pulse. It was frustrating. 
but it was also funny because I noticed, like, I'm biased, but the refs were definitely against Liberty in that game, I feel like. It was definitely one-sided, because, like, the whole time I was like, eh. But then I was like, you know what? Screw Liberty. Screw that whole college. I don't care. Yeah. I hope I the referees Jerry hate him, too. Jr., yeah. that weird pervert. <laughs> I hope they suck in football for the rest of life. For the rest of I was looking at Liberty's rules. So they have they have like school code of conduct. One of them is no no acts of affection, which includes kissing anyone. Uh, and then you can hold hands, I think. No, no, you can't hold hands. And hugging is permitted for up to three seconds. How do you how do you monitor that? Right? Do you have like people with like Stop binoculars? Watching. Yeah. Stop what? Over three seconds. And, and if you get caught having sex, it's a uh, you get thirty points against your record, and I think anything up. Well, so if you collect up to like thirty points or above, you're you can be expelled. It's okay. not like guaranteed you're going to be expelled, but like they'll review your case and mm-hmm. they can determine whether or not to expel you. We can't have this student getting laid when I'm not getting laid. Yeah, if you if you're cussing, that's like five points against your record. Oh my goodness gracious! It's ridiculous. Screw that you stupid said, school. You said JD. We don't say JD here. That's twenty <laughs> points against your record. One more time, you're expelled. Oh goodness! All right, so. We haven't. We're running low on time. We've got about four to ten minutes left. So the Ravens. You might have been right. That's your Super Bowl pick, right? I told you they were going to smash Dolphins, and they did. You did tell me that, and they and they did, and they didn't just smash the Dolphins. Did it kind of feel like they were rubbing it in there? Like they were like, yeah, take a little bit more of what we yeah, got for you. You don't deserve this. Yeah, like They're... you say, you're the best offense in the NFL. We're going to put up fifty on you. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was insane. And yeah, uh, while we're on the topic of NFL, apparently Seattle decided to throw a turd. So that's what makes me sad this week. So this game is now this week. Week 18 matters to Seattle now. It matters to Seattle. I mean, maybe not because if Green Bay wins, then Green Bay is in, which makes me so annoying because I freaking hate Green Bay. Yeah, you guys have had a lot of playoff matches against Green Bay as well uh, over the last 10 years that have been very interesting, or at least while Aaron Rodgers was there. So it'd be one thing to get eliminated by the psychopath Aaron Rodgers, but it's another to get eliminated by Jordan Love, right? So Are the Raiders still in it, or no? No. They're out? No, they're out. Okay, well, they they had a chance last week. They played last year's year's stand-in for Derek Carr when (laughs) Derek Carr got benched. Well, guess what? He's doing it to another veteran quarterback. Right. That's right. Jared Stidham is back. And another veteran quarterback is benched for what? You know, let's just see what this Jared Stidham guy got. We got it. We know what Jared Stidham brings. Right? Okay. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for Russell Wilson. I feel bad for Russell getting benched. It's kind of screwed up. Um, well, Sean Payton never wanted him. Yeah. He, he really never did wanted it. Russell. Yeah. He, he never wanted Russell Wilson. He, I think they, I do believe what I said last year on the show. I think they tried to move Russell Wilson. I do. I think they tried to move Russell Wilson. There were no takers. It probably didn't get any media traction. And then they couldn't move him. So they're like, okay, we got to roll the dice with what we got. And it was probably his contract. He's got a massive contract. And he did his best. And he's just not Sean Payton's guy. And that happens. Yeah. All right. But uh, I mean, it's just kind of a crappy way to do it. 
But if you are playing fantasy football, everyone is resting their starters. Just so you know, the Ravens, the 49ers, the Chiefs, everyone's resting their starters. So go into that bargain bin if you have one week left in your fantasy football season. <laughs> you know who else is living a fantasy, Wes? Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is a rock star. Did you see the shot she hit yesterday? No, I did I, not. I posted it in the show's chat, but Caitlin Clark, 73-73, all right, against Michigan State, zero seconds, like .8 seconds left on the clock, gets a pass, one dribble, sinks a three from the logo to win the game. Wow. To win the game. It's and it brilliant. wasn't like no backboard, no bank, no rim, just straight swish. It was one of those shots where you heard the net. Again, she's a generational talent, and she's going to yeah. kill it in the WNBA. Stop Stop calling her a goddess. She's a whole-ass god, okay? <laughs> she is out there dominating. She is doing things. She brings crowds wherever she goes because she is amazing. Now, if you want to talk about the Winter Classic, Wes, let me give you a couple minutes to talk about the Winter Classic here. Uh, Yeah, the Winter Classic was awesome. I was watching that in between the college football playoff, um, but the way it was set up was really cool. Um, it was in T-Mobile. It was in T-Mobile Park. And some the of Kraken. the drone shots. Some of the drone shots from that yeah. stadium and the mountain. And uh, what is it? Is it McKinley in the background there? Mount Rainier. Yeah. Mount Mount Rainier in the background. Mount McKinley's Alaska, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mount Rainier in the background. Wow. Awesome. It was so beautiful at T-Mobile Arena. Like it was. It was so nice pretty. weather too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Kraken dominated Vegas, which is good because Vegas has always been a thorn in our side. And currently the Kraken have won oh, five oh, straight. Three All three years uh, we've been around. <laughs> we've won, they've won five straight, seven of their last nine, and those two losses in the last nine games were overtime losses. Man. So they're finally uh, on track. And I they're right now they're like right on the cusp of the playoffs. So they might sneak in this year. Well, Wes, remember, this is what they did last year. Last year, we didn't think they had a shot at the playoffs. We went to every game the inaugural season. Well, as many games as we could, pardon me. And every game that I was in town for, we went to. Yeah. And it it was a rough season, but it was so much fun to watch. And you and I were hopeful. We're like, man, this team is so fun. The fans are so fun. Bowie is so fun. And we were hoping for them to be good. And then the last year, last season, started off, you know, the way we thought. They weren't great, weren't great. And then they went on like a 14-game no-loss streak. And all of a sudden, they were one of the best teams in all of hockey, okay? And they're doing it again. It's it might just be who they are. They take a they, they take a while to get going, but once they get going, watch yes, out. So. Because Las Vegas, that's the champs. That's yeah. the champion. You had the champion come into your state, into T-Mobile Park, right for the Winter Classic, the biggest like it's it's like the Field of Dreams game in baseball, but better. Yeah. It is better, right? by the way. I wish I could have <laughs> gone. I wish I could have been there. And it, what a beautiful setting. Marshawn Lynch was there, and then they dominate the champs 3-0. Yeah. Can't beat it, and you can't beat us. We're going to be do sports. more stuff. We're, we're going to do more stuff with sports. We're going to do more stuff outside of sports like we talked about today. Whether Wes likes it or not, it is fun to get him going on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And uh, <laughs> I'm done talking about Aaron Rodgers this season. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let's just wait and see what he says on Pat McAfee next week when inevitably he's allowed Unless to Unless he calls me a pedophile, I'm done. <laughs> and if he does, you're suing his ass too. 
Yeah. Please don't sue us. We are here for your entertainment and your entertainment only. You can reach us at the Sad Fan Podcast Network on YouTube. You can reach us at the Sad Fan 12 on TikTok, Instagram, and X. And you can reach us at the Sad Fan Cast on X. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week. We appreciate all of you. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you next week after the games.